I so appreciate these audiograms that my production company pulls forward as something to highlight as part of this podcast interview. It's almost like this is your life, if any of you can remember that program. My conversation with Alexandra Neal brings me to a place of when I had the courage to say yes to an opportunity I didn't think I was prepared for, but it was in a direction that fulfilled one of my purposes. I wanted a platform to be able to impact so many people versus being an individual contributor versus being a leader of a small team. And so I ask you, do you ever step out of your comfort zone? Do you ever say yes when you think you're only 60% prepared for that role? Do you move in a direction that maybe is a little less secure, but gives you joy? And so now my conversation with Alexandra Neal will truly be inspiring, but listen and think about your situation and could you move in a different direction and with different purpose? Listen now. I talk quite a bit about the fact that I left, but that's not necessarily the right thing for everyone. It's the idea of keeping yourself open to taking the skills that you've developed and either applying them to different industry, to different jobs, to going out and trying to do it on your own. But it's really about making peace with not having that security and the way I found worked for me is that I had to switch and I had to think about, okay, if this security is no longer what is going to drive me, what else is going to drive me and what else is going to help me to continue to move forward? So I went from security to change, contribution, and caring. I wanted people to know that I cared, maybe help them think through other options. It doesn't mean you have to act on them, but at least start to think about what else. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of the Drop-In CEO brand, and I am so grateful you've joined me for another amazing episode of the podcast where it is my joy to speak to amazing leaders who share their insights and maybe inspiration with you. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, tell others that that is the way we grow this community and we are in service to you. And please know that I am here to help the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow take control and navigate their challenges with confidence. And now it is my honor to share the mic with my fantastic guest, Alexandra Neal. Alex is a certified high performance and mindset coach and a Fem City Collective president. She has 30 years of US and international experience in the fragrance industry, and her journey into personal development and coaching began after a defining personal event. 
She became certified by the High Performance Institute in 2016 and fully stepped into her coaching career in 2021. Alex uses a mix of science-validated methodology, experience, and intuition to help women executives who feel unfulfilled despite their successes to clarify what is important to them and make lasting changes in their lives so they can leave a meaningful and enduring legacy. But on a more personal note, she loves reading, discovering new restaurants. We're going to go there, trying different and exotic foods, and is an avid traveler. And her motto is dare to make a difference. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you, Deb. It's really nice to be here. Uh, And I am excited to have this interview with you. You and I have been talking back and forth, but just a quick shout out to Christine Spira. Uh, We both have all worked in the IFF, International Flavors and Fragrance Community. The beauty of the network, Christine reintroduced us. And while we maybe didn't, uh, weren't in the same circles, we have worked for amazing companies. We have valued the flavor and fragrance industries for which we've come together. And I cannot wait for you to share your story with our community. So Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and the journey you've been on and the purposeful work that you're doing. Thanks, Deb. It's been an interesting journey, one that I honestly never thought that would land me where I landed. So my defining moment, let's say, is when I got my divorce. Because when I got my divorce, I started diving into the world of personal development. And through that journey, I discovered Tony Robbins. I discovered Brendan Bouchard. I discovered really a lot of the thought leaders out there in motivational speaking and really that self-improvement niche. And I was hooked. I remember years ago, I was an Amway distributor only because it was like, I loved going to the events and I used to get so excited to be, you know, with the music and the cheering and the engagement and the motivation. And I found that again in the personal development community. So I got my certification in 2016 and I was working full time and trying to balance working full time with coaching on the side and slowly trying to build this business. But you're as familiar as I am with the fragrance industry, or at least IFF and the demands and how much is expected. And I have to admit, by the time I got to the end of the day, I just didn't have any juice left to give to my own business. And in 2020, a good friend of mine who was living the life that I could see myself living in my mind's eye. She was a public speaker. She was coaching. She was impacting women. She was making a difference. My age passed away of a brain aneurysm in her sleep. And I thought, that's it. I'm done. Because I had been thinking for a while that there had to be more to what I was doing than what I was doing. The stress was omnipresent. I didn't feel like I was making the impact that I wanted to make. And that was my decision point. That was my tipping point. I said, that's it. Time to explore new avenues. I don't think I've ever been more scared <laughs> of making this decision or a decision in my life, but to leave the, you know, the sanctity of corporate, because that's all I knew for, for 30 years. And I left in January of 2021. And I don't think I've ever been happier or felt more fulfilled in what I'm doing because I know I'm making a difference. And that became kind of my driving force for for my career. I think I know the answer to this question, but uh, sometimes when we think about the impetus or the push or the pull that brought you to this moment, 
was it running away from or running towards something? What was it for you? It's interesting that you asked me that because when I told my manager that I was leaving, it's exactly what I said was, I don't want you to think I'm running away from this. I'm just going to where my heart is telling me to go. And it was that pull to and that desire to make a difference that I just couldn't ignore it anymore. You know, I had been thinking about it, but I was on the fence like, oh, you know, the perceived safety and security of corporate versus completely being out on my own, like a free electron. What am I going to do? That's not me. So it finally, that tipping point was the defining moment for me to just say, you know what, not knowing is better than staying where I am, where I don't feel like I'm making the difference I want to make. There's so many directions I can go in here. You know, one of the (laughs) things I heard you say was, you know, when you went to some of these personal development conferences, the music and the crowds were fueling positive energy. And then you talk about then you're doing fulfilling work. You love the industry. We both love the industry, but something about then there was no energy at the end of the day. And there's something so impactful in round just checking in with yourself. How do Mm -hmm. you feel? Where's that energy? Can you go out and like have a good time with your significant other, play some sports afterwards, be, you know, meet up with friends. But if there's nothing left to give, then what is the purpose here of what we're doing? I remember you just did something on social media. You do a lot of great video content. I I ask everybody out there, again, I'm going to try to sell Alex a little bit. This is about building trust with Alex so that you really get her stuff. But you just did a lot of videos around kind of that golden handcuffs, that security Mm. and putting it in perspective of should you stay or should you go? Can you just go dive into that? Because I think it was really powerful content. It's something that I had been thinking about that I know had kept me prisoner. And when I think about when I left IFF and the number of women who came to me and said, my God, Alex, I wish I had the the chutzpah to do what you did. But then they think about their kids and they think about the benefits and the 401k and the bonus and the car and the, you know, all of the things that are fantastic in terms of providing a certain quality of life. It's very, very hard to walk away from that to how am I going to make a buck every day? <laughs> because you don't, you it's don't so know. Hard. It's right? so hard. And it's hard. But what makes it that much more difficult is they don't know where to start to think about, could there be other possibilities for me besides this? It could be just something different, just not it, it this. Could be. It, mm-hmm. could, it could be. So, you know, I talk quite a bit about the fact that I left. It's not necessarily the right thing for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's the idea of keeping yourself open to taking the skills that you've developed and either applying them to different industry, to different jobs, to going out and trying to do it on your own. But it's really about making peace with not having that security of corporate. And the way I found worked for me is that because security was huge for me certainty, Mm -hmm. a huge drive for me. So I had to switch and I had to think about, okay, if this security is no longer what is going to drive me, what else is going to Mm -hmm. drive me? And what else is going to help me to continue to move forward? So I went from security to change, contribution, and caring. Mm -hmm. I needed to change because I couldn't 
be the same person in corporate, you know, in my entrepreneurial role than I was when I was in corporate. I wanted to make a greater contribution. So that's what was really pulling me. And I wanted people to know that I cared and that I was there to help them and to support them and to maybe help them think through what are other options that you might want to consider. It doesn't mean you have to act on them, but at least start to think about what else. You know, I had this visual that came to mind. It was more about putting like a new stake in the ground, because unless you put something out there like a a finish line or a goal, you're not going to get there. You need to at least put something out there. And I love what you say. It's not necessarily something tactical. You know, oh, I'm going to write a book. Oh, I'm going to move to a new job, new country or what have you. But you did it more around values or things that would resonate that maybe give you joy, satisfaction without necessarily putting a a what or a how, but those things that resonate with you, well, how am I going to get more confidence, more change, more this? At least start there. That's an excellent starting point to just start pulling you away from that true security because it is a scary place to move on. It is. And it's a process, right? It's not something that happens with the flip of a switch from one day to the next because you have to be able to grow into it. You have to start to get used to the idea that your identity is going to change because I think oftentimes our identity is so tied to our career. Mm -hmm. The thought of leaving our career means we're leaving our identity behind. And that's not it. We just need to evolve (laughs) into something more, something bigger, better version of ourselves. And this is why we can talk and talk and talk because that's exactly what I happened. Now, mind you, I needed to leave corporate. I had a little bit of a comfort zone coming out of it. I decided not to go back to corporate and start my own business. But I will tell you, I have definitely evolved because anything that maybe wasn't corporate kind uh, in how I acted, how I wrote my new thoughts, maybe I, I no longer conformed to what they needed to get the results. As soon as that happened and I got out of the confines, I feel like I've become not a different person, but the person who I was meant to be. You know, I had new ideas. I was speaking up. We need to stop focusing on this. We need to start focusing on leading indicators. It was, how are you going to get the results? And it was just the new kind of thinking, the creative thinking. We need to do things a little bit differently. Otherwise, we're going to get the same result. I just wasn't fitting anymore to moving to a place where I get to create my own destiny. I might not necessarily get the result I want, but I am in control interactions like this give me joy and reaching a community. So I love the concept of just, you need to put something out there in order to evolve to it. So I'd love to just talk about though, the people that you have impacted, because I think the greatest way that people can resonate with you is how you engaged with individuals or others and made a difference. And there is one such testimonial I'll bring forward. I won't give you the name unless it, it makes sense. Alex helped me to unlock courage persuasion and influence as as well as all of the hidden potential I forgot I had and lost along the way. Monica, tell me about that situation. Where were they at and how did you help them through the transition? You know, you just gave me goosebumps reading that (laughs) because that is such a reminder for me that this is why I do this, right? When I started working with her, it was really interesting because so I took her through the high-performance coaching framework. And when we started working together, even on the screen, she would make herself small because along the way, because of different things that were happening, 
she lost her confidence. And this woman is knowledgeable. She is smart. She is kind. She is a good leader. But along the way, different things happened that made her start to question herself. And over the course of the 12 weeks and working with her, seeing that transformation, like when we were done, she was owning her space on the screen. She was like, you could, she emanated that confidence. And the, the beauty was, she said to me, my mom noticed, my kids noticed, my colleagues noticed. And that's that throw the pebble in, right? And, and make a difference. I, may help one person, but she ripples through the community and how she engages with people and how she connects with them and how she's able to win projects and engage with others in the way that they, you know, in, in their teamwork. And it's just to see that is like, I want to high five myself because it's just so exciting to see. <laughs> I mean, that's the joy of the work that we get to do, whether it's with individuals or entire companies. But, you know, there's a nugget in what you shared about playing small, physically being small, not taking up a lot of space, whether in a two-dimensional screen or within uh, meeting face-to-face with people. There is something in your body language that if, if you're as a leader, have people in your care and you notice the shoulders turned in, the head down the speaking quietly and reserved, take note of that because those are people that are ripe for a little bit of attention, a little bit of guidance, and through some simple, well-placed questions and a bit of self-discovery, oh my, unleashing potential is the greatest thing we can do as humans interacting with humans. And, And I think you also, as a leader, have to make the space for them to feel safe, to be able to share. And to, you know, give their opinions and, and things like that, because sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, the greatest power one should do as a leader is, is listen more, look more and speak less. And one of the things I found is that you need to look around the room and see who is engaging and who is not. Now, certainly, uh, people that have all the answers, of course, you're going to hear them. Negative Nancy's, negative Ned's also they too. If they're contrary, you should embrace what they say because maybe what they say on face value may sting, be contrary, there could be something in there. Well, help me to understand why you feel that way. But the greatest gift is also going to the people that need to be called upon. They may be small, they may be reserved, but we need to try to find what are those unique qualities? What are they thinking? What can they bring to the table? Because the quiet ones may actually have the answers to what you're trying to do. So again, helping people to not be small and come out from a leadership perspective, is so, so important. Totally agree. We all operate in a different way. And I think it's the responsibility of managers to know how to get the best of each of their people. Just like when you're a parent, right? You might have two Mm -hmm. kids and one is an extrovert, one is an introvert. How you talk to one versus the other, how you get out of one versus out of the other is going to be completely different. And I think as managers and as leaders, They need to look at their people the way they would maybe look at children and how do I engage with this person to get the best out of them, which is going to be different from how they engage with somebody Mm -hmm. else. So Alex, your work transcends wherever a professional may be. And while your niche, and it's important to niche down who is your community, 
very talented executive women for which you, you know, dedicate your practice to, I think all of your concepts can resonate with any leader that may be in a rut for which you have recently um, written or spoke about some content about being in a rut. It's not necessarily I have to make a break or not, but sometimes wherever we're at, whether we are still in a corporate role or we're going into a new venture, there's always a time where we hit a rut. Talk to us a little bit about recognizing that rut and what can we do with it? So recognizing the rut is really starts with our own self-awareness. I realized when I was in corporate that I spent a lot of time in my head when we need to spend more more time, I think, in our heart because and in our body because our body tells it like it is. Our body doesn't lie. And when we feel like we're in a rut, for me, it was that constricted feeling of, you know, that I had in the pit of my stomach. And that's how I knew that it was like, okay, I was going through the motions, but I wasn't really getting pleasure or I didn't feel like I was even showing up as my best self because everything had become so routine and the stress was also so routine. It just wasn't, it didn't feel right anymore. I think that's why we need to think about different ways that we can inject joy and engagement in our lives. And that can take many different forms. It can be, you know, finding a hobby or picking up a hobby that we haven't picked up in a while because we're so busy, you know, focusing on work that we don't have time for, for anything else. So if you used to play the guitar and you got a lot of pleasure out of that, bring that back because the more time we can spend when we're not in the work environment having new experiences that sparks innovation in other places including at work right i remember not long ago i went to see the dior exhibit at the brooklyn museum in new york just being able to step outside of the day-to-day and the step outside of the grind to bring in new creativity new inspiration having that sense of wonder about what the world has to offer is hugely beneficial and getting ourselves out of the rut that we're in. It's about injecting new things because new things bring about innovation and from innovation can come any new successes. You know, one of the things that is aligned with that, again, you talk about just doing some different things. We really, really work, have to work hard as leaders to take a little bit more time for ourselves, even if it is that five minute stretch or that 10 minute walk during lunch. And I know sometimes we say that's not practical, but we as individuals need to try to be a little bit more disciplined, even take that staycation or go away. How many times have we gone on a vacation and we just start saying, what if, what is possible? We give ourselves that freedom. And I will tell you, walking, listening to music, being on a cruise, I have gotten all of my crazy nutty, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do all these things. But you know, even if it's a hundred little pieces of pixie dust, one of those might be the next great thing or the next person that we impact. I mean, you and I just creating this content right now, you never, ever know who's listening and who may be just impacted by this conversation. So really, really important to be a little bit more self-disciplined and just take a few minutes for ourselves. Yeah. We can't show up for others in the way that we want to Mm -hmm. if we can't even show up for ourselves. If I'm exhausted, I'm sure, you you know, it's the standard, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's true. When we don't have anything left to give, 
we're not going to show up in the way that we want to for the people that are in our lives, whether it's our colleagues or our families. I so agree. So I'm going to switch this up a little bit. We probably should have started this earlier in the conversation, but you talked on the personal side. You love discovering new restaurants and trying different and exotic food. What's your favorite food? Ooh, honestly, this is going to sound so boring. Mom's cooking. because <gasps> Okay. Because of all the traveling we've done and the fact that mom and dad live in France and I live here. And my mom was always such a fabulous, fabulous cook. She used to make pate from scratch and do mm. all of, you know, she, she just was an absolute phenomenal cook. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. But I miss it not just for the flavor, because for the love that she puts in her cooking. Every time I go home, you know, she's like, okay, what can I make you? And, I, <laughs> you know, I gave her the list. <laughs> and every time, you know, and I go home and I've had kidneys, I've had crab, I've had all of these things that I don't necessarily have a chance to make for myself. And she does it with so much love and so much pleasure. It just makes it that much tastier. So it's more about the experience. Again, with the flavor and fragrance, it's not necessarily the flavor, but the emotion and the experiences we get that connect us with our humanity and your family, your childhood, and just wonderful Mm -hmm. cooking. But if you had to go to a restaurant, what kind of food do you like? You're putting me on the spot. That's my job. I'm the host. You're the- <laughs> I'm just trying to think because there's so many foods that I love. You know what? I still, after all these years, yeah. one of the things I think I miss here in Red Bank is we don't have a really good French restaurant. Mm. And I love French food. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Japanese. I love Mexican. I love mm-hmm. Thai. I love everything. I make a competition of what's the weirdest thing I can eat that's going to gross out my boyfriend because he eats, <laughs> you know, he's Mr. Steak and Potatoes, which works for him and is fabulous. But, you know, I like to, Explore. when it comes to food, I like to push the envelope to see, okay, what else can I eat? Yeah. I mean, I spent some time in France. I sincerely enjoy all the flavors, the desserts and the bread. <laughs> Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Alex, you know, I I just, first of all, uh, appreciate your time. I enjoy our professional friendship also in just our bantering and sometimes commiserating a little bit, but I really, really want people to see your work. You put out so much content to connect with you. As we bring this to a close, are there any last messages that you want to share with our audiences and how best to connect with you? I think the one thing that I would like to leave everyone with is Don't be afraid to open yourself up to different possibilities. It doesn't mean you have to go down the rabbit hole and you have to do it and you have to pull the trigger. But I think giving ourselves the opportunity and the option to explore and think outside the box a little bit, because when we play in our box, it's safe. We know what to expect. But when we start to look at possibilities, there's magic there. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you would be good at. You don't know what you would frankly suck at, but you're not going to know until you try it or until you start to imagine that maybe there are other things that I could be thinking about that I could be doing. And then it's about taking small steps to just get started, incorporate little things here and there. Kind of like going to a buffet. You take a bite of a few things and you try them out. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it isn't. And that's okay. You haven't really lost anything because you're not buying the whole meal. But give yourself the opportunity to have a taste 
for other things. All right. Amazing insight. And how best can people connect with you? Uh, on LinkedIn, you can find me at uh, Alexandra Neal, just my name. And on Instagram, it's at Alexandra Neal Coaching. And those really are the two biggest platform that I'm on. I also have a, a free Facebook group called Women Reclaiming Their Lives. And I go in there uh, a few times a week to talk about exactly the stuff that we talked about today. So that's how you can find me. Alex, this has been an amazing interview. And I know that you have and will continue to impact so many amazingly talented women and others by listening to this conversation and the work you do. So I do wish you continued success and thank you for being an amazing guest. Thank you, Deb. You too. And I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.